Hi, everybody. Welcome to the second season of the Crossroad Podcast. This season is all about choices. How do you make a choice and why are they important? This first episode is about the power of choices. And so we want to talk a little bit about why choices are important and why we're spending a season talking about them. Let's get started. You're listening to the Crossroad Podcast with Joey and Kylie Willis. Through redefining effective leadership, the Crossroad Podcast explores what it means to live a life of intention and purpose. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of effective leadership and vibrant living. <laughs> like a morning talk show. Like Robin Williams. Or Good morning, Vietnam. All right, Kylie, so why are we doing an entire season on choices? Well, we are doing an entire season on choices because they are everywhere. Um, Choices are there from the moment you wake up in the morning and decide whether or not you're going to get out of bed and start doing something to the end of the day when you decide what time you are going to go to bed and get well rested. And everything in between is filled with active choices that you must make, or passive choices, whatever you want to call them, but choices nonetheless. Yeah, would you say that you think that choices are so prevalent that we miss them, we zoom by them? Does that feel right to you? Yeah, I think most of the time we're not even aware that we're making choices, even when we are. Yeah, so I think maybe part of what we want to do is talk about how can we slow down our decision making so that we are intentional about what we're doing so that we're doing it towards a so that we're doing it towards an intentional end and we're not just missing all of the opportunities to make a choice that float by yeah so what are some intentional practices that we could do to slow ourselves down and be more aware of our choices i mean i think as overwhelming as it is for me what's been helpful is just like planning this podcast and working through our material is just an awareness that choices are important and giving myself permission to um, to slow down and wrestle with choices because they're powerful, they're meaningful, they have an effect on my life. And so I, I, I don't know how practical this is, but I think the first step is to give them their due and to say, like, if we want to make better choices... Uh, we have to value the process of decision-making from the start. We have to say this is important enough for me to be intentional about it. Well, and it's important enough because not only does it have a huge effect on our own lives and the trajectory that we're headed in, but it also has an effect on everybody who is around us. Um, our choices are powerful because as we exercise them, we uh, we make an impact in the world in some way and we influence other people to do the same. I mean, I think that's a heart of it right there for people and why decision making is so difficult is there's this weight that comes with it where I know that the I know even if it's um, subconsciously, I know even if it's subconsciously that the choices I make matter. They send me on a certain trajectory. They send me down a certain path and they affect the life that I'm going to live. They affect how I'm going to feel, what I'm going to experience, what I'm going to think later on down the road. And like you're saying, not just for myself, the choices that I make as an individual affect you and affect our marriage. 
They affect the people that I work with. The choices I make within a conversation with a student at the school uh, might affect their day, might affect their outlook on life. And uh, so it's, you know, extremely important and extremely prevalent in the life of a human being. We are decision makers. That's one of the most profound things about being human is our complicated ability to decide. So what gets in the way? If decision-making is so prevalent and such a part of who we are and so important to us, why don't we do it better? What about decision-making do we struggle with? I think there are a few things. I think, one, we don't give them the weight and due that they deserve. Um, we don't think they're, they're as important as they are. Um, I think another reason is because of fear. I think we're so scared of messing up, so scared of failing, so scared about what other people are going to think about us that we attempt to avoid choices um, so as not to look bad, not to um, have other people look upon us with um, disdain or, or reject us because... Uh, they don't agree with the choices that we've made. Yeah, making a choice is like unlocking a Pandora's box. You don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen and you're going to have to deal with it. And so I think a lot of the times, like you're saying, what we do is just decide I'm not going to make this choice, which we'll talk about later in the in the uh, season is actually a choice in and of itself. But I think what what we're doing is saying, I don't want to deal with the reality the practical implications of the consequences of these choices. So I'm going to try to avoid them. I'm going to try to sidestep them. I'm going to try to shift the weight of wondering what's inside that Pandora's box and allow myself to be distracted by other sorts of things. So I, I think you're right. That fear is, is a big part of it. And we often talk about, when we talk about goals, we talk about how when you write them down or when you tell other people you're more likely to achieve those goals. And I think part of the reason behind that is because it makes it more real. Just like saying something out loud to another person makes it real. It's not just like in your head anymore. And yeah, you can't hide it from anyone. Exactly. And I think the decision-making is the same thing. When I make a choice, when I, when I make a decision and put it out there, it's this huge act of vulnerability and this act of exposure. And it leads to a set of consequences that I can't just like rebundle and start over. And part of, you know, we're obsessed with time travel movies and TV shows. We love the idea of getting kind of a second chance on some of our poor choices, but reality just isn't that way. And I think that reality can be a little bit scary to us. But the other side of that coin is that each of the choices we make is an opportunity to exact consequences. So it's an opportunity to influence my life towards the direction I want it to go. It's an opportunity to influence the people around me towards our shared visions. And so we can't kind of have one without the other. The opportunity comes with a risk. And if we avoid the risk, we're also avoiding the opportunity. And so what we've got to do a better job of, I think, just speaking of me and my personal life, is focusing on the opportunity and seeing those risks as a part of it. Let's talk about why choices are so powerful. Um, 
One of the reasons why they are so powerful is because they are forming. They help us to form habits. Uh, when we continue to choose the same thing over and over and over again, it it reinforces um, our system one and actually helps to create these habits within our lives, sometimes healthy and good habits, sometimes unhealthy and bad habits. But at the end of the day, the power lies with us to choose whether or not we're going to continue to make those choices, continue to reinforce those habits. Um, Some of those habits can move us along a trajectory towards becoming an Olympic athlete, people who choose to do the same thing, exercising over and over and over again, um, end up becoming stronger, end up becoming fitter. Uh (laughs) Stronger and fitter. Stronger and fitter. I think the habit forming thing is huge. And to go back to what we were saying about like the Pandora's box of unleashing choices, I think the reason that our choices lead to habits is because if I make a choice about like training to become an athlete, I experience the kind of realness of those consequences and become, for better or worse, relatively familiar with them. And so I'm likely to make a decision that reinforces, or in my mind at least, repeats that same risk-reward situation rather than making a totally different one. And so because I become more familiar with this particular choice and some of the outcomes that come from it, uh, I start to just reinforce that familiarity. And so you see this in um, you know, people who are in terrible relationships and get into terrible relationship after terrible relationship. They've formed a habit that they're comfortable, not comfortable with, they've formed a habit that they're familiar with. And it's in some ways easier to make a choice along that line, even if it is if you know it's unhealthy and you know it leads to harm, than to make a choice that breaks that habit and starts something new. Because you don't know where it's going to lead you. Right. You open a whole new Pandora's box and maybe that's going to be worse than this one. Maybe it'll be better, but maybe it'll be worse. And so that whole idea of like we stick with the misery that we're familiar with rather than taking uh, risk in another place. And that works like in both directions. Sometimes our habits are bad for us and sometimes our habits are good for us. But I think the key of what you're saying is that choices are powerful because each time we make one, we start to lay a layer of foundation um, for forming a habit. Uh, And so if I make a choice and then I make a choice the next day that's similar, I'm starting to build a habit. And if I have an unhealthy habit, the beautiful thing about the prevalence of choices and the power of choices is every single time I come across that choice, I have a choice, I have the option to destroy the unhealthy thing that I've been building and start building something new. Another thing that makes choices powerful is that they help to form our perspective. Um, We make choices that will reinforce the current perspective that we hold unless we are open to making a choice that listens to, tries to understand, um, seeks after something that is different, um, that broadens 
our perspective. Um, we tend to, as people, um, seek after things that reinforce the current reality that we believe in at this moment. We we silo ourselves and we surround ourselves with other people who are going to bring the same perspective um, instead of reaching out and seeking out and trying to choose to learn something different, um, to discover something different. Um, Joey has this wonderful story about um, wanting to find somebody to marry who was just like he was. Um, he basically wanted to find somebody who acted like him and thought like him and um, behaved like him and wanted the same things as him. Um because it it reinforces the perspective um, that he's enough, he's okay, he's good. Um, that that he, in and of himself, is doing all right. Um, and the value and beauty of him marrying me, not to toot my own horn or anything, um, is that we are so wildly different, and we bring these different perspectives to the table. These completely different viewpoints about things and we get to share them with one another and experience the world in a much uh, more beautiful, more broad sense. We get to see things that we would never have seen because of one another. And when we choose to seek out perspectives that are different from ours, it actually helps us to, um, to, to broaden the way that we see the world and interact with it. Yeah, I think one of the things we miss when we think about choices is that choices are not just about action. It's not just about, do I step left or do I step right? Um, choice can be about attitude and about perspective, like Kylie is saying. So how do I feel about stepping right or stepping left is a choice in and of itself. And so choices to add another just layer of complication uh, and power on top of everything we've talked about so far um, help to, as Kylie's saying, like kind of reinforce our perspective, our worldview, the way that we think about things. And so we've got to make decisions about who we trust. We've got to make decisions about um, where we find our satisfaction. We've got to make decisions about uh, how angry we're going to be and how we're going to react to to that anger. We've got to make decisions about the way that our parents raised us and what parts of that we want to keep and what parts of it we want to stand aside. Because with our actions, the, our actions don't happen in a vacuum. There is the there is a narrative around them. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do, we have this little story inside of our head, this little movie that we've created. And so when I take an action, it's not just that physical manifestation that's being decided upon. It's the entire little short story that goes alongside of it. And so I might make an action to um, date somebody who is pretty but mean. And what I'm carrying into that is this notion that the way that this person looks matters more than than who like their character than how they are. And what's really messed up is my brain then starts to kind of trick myself to to say like they're actually nice. So I start to see all these attractive people as nice people rather than being able to just differentiate between a person's look and their character. And so we carry with us these little narratives and they become a part of the decision-making process. They become a part of the 
choices we make and the consequences that are born out of them. Yeah. So not only do we get to choose how we interact with the world, but we also get to choose how we think about the world. Yeah. One of the things we talk about a lot, we have some devos and, and blogs and things on this, is the whole idea of taking ownership of our emotions. And so um, we are we work on this in our marriage, but uh, I try to stay away from the language of, you know, Kylie is making me angry uh, and try to lean into understanding that anger is something I've got to own. And it's OK. It's an OK response a lot of the times, really any of the time. But the next choice I have is how do I react to, to that anger? And so I've got to I've got to be aware that I'm choosing a perspective. I'm choosing an attitude Whatever Kylie does might be an impetus or a trigger for me and might be inviting me towards a certain emotion and a certain perspective and a certain attitude. But at the end of the day, I can choose to to accept or reject that, which is a pretty crazy thing if you think about it. If Kylie says something to, that's just mean or hurtful to me, I you know we've been through this before as a couple. There are times when I say like, okay, that hurts, but I know she doesn't mean it. I know she loves me and she's trying to be funny or that whatever. And I can choose kind of my way out of that rather than having to choose my way into an offense uh, and an anger that could be toxic to us. And so I can I can then open myself up to have a conversation with Kylie where I say, hey, all these things that just happened were, you know, really hurt my feelings. And I'm, you know, I'm okay. Um, but I just need you to know that that's a reality of it. But all of this to say that like our perspective is a choice too. And so we get these complicated choices put on our doorstep every moment of every day. Like what action are we going to choose? What attitude are we going to choose? What are we going to decide to do with our day? How are we going to decide to exercise our character? No matter what is happening in the world around us, how are we going to decide to perceive ourselves and our role in it? Okay, so an another reason why choices are so powerful is because they have an impact on your trajectory uh, and on the trajectory of other people. And so my choice to eat pizza every single day is actually going to have a choice on the trajectory that my body takes. Um, just like my choice to exercise every day is going to have a uh, an impact on the trajectory that my body takes. And so these are powerful because the more we choose them, the more we are intentional about them, the better we steward them. Um, the, I don't know if I should say like the better the impact they are, but the more intentional you can be about the way that you are, um, the, the trajectory that you are taking within your own life and the impacts that you are having on other people. Yeah, we tend to take choices as they come, one at a time. It makes me think of the idea of like a frog jumping just from one lily pad to another without any, any like vision, without any um, structure to it. And so we hit a really weighty choice uh, or maybe just a normal choice. And, and we sort of think to ourselves about that choice as this like kind of isolated incident. But the reality is that it really kind of affects where we go. It affects us moving forward, not the least um, by impacting, reinforcing, piling data onto 
our habits, our perspectives, and our and our biases. Um, but I think one of the things that's difficult about that is that let's say I am about to graduate college, and I want to be a doctor at a top hospital in the country. That's where I want to end up. But I, you know, I'm a am a senior about to graduate with like mediocre grades. It can feel really difficult to figure out how do I get from point A to point X way in the distance? How do I make all of the little choices to get from here to there? Uh, because the reality is the only way I'm going to get to my goal is by making incremental choices every single day, making choices to study, making choices um, about how I conduct myself, about how well I interview, just all kinds of different things, just little things day in and day out. It's not a perfect, it doesn't have to be a perfect string, but it does have to be uh, this trajectory, the choices that lead in this direction. And then I think the other thing that's challenging is when I'm about to graduate college and I'm like, I have no idea what I want to do. I have no idea what my job wants to, what job I want to have, where I want to live. Like, I don't really, I don't really know where the long-term trajectory is. And so I, you know, can, can then feel like, how am I supposed to make a decision about where to apply for jobs, what cities to live in, anything like that, when I don't have a long-term trajectory in mind? Yeah, that brings us back to the very first question that you asked in the beginning, which is, why are we doing an entire season on choices? Um, And the reason why we're doing an entire season on choices is because it's the bones of the there here path. Like we talked about how to lead in the last season that we did. And at the end of the day, our choices is how their here path plays out. Right. And so we get to choose which direction we want to go. We get to choose our there, um, who we want to be as a person, um, our character, but also like we get to choose our vocation. We get to choose the people we marry. We get to choose all of these things. And so this is the playing field. This is the path. Our choices are the things that actually move us towards our bigger choices. Um, And so we're so scared of avoiding and big choices because of the big impact they have, but every single small choice that we make has a big impact over time because of habit formation, because we are focused on moving towards something that is bigger than our current reality, that is bigger than where we are today, right now. Um, And so you get to choose today where you are going to be tomorrow, just like where you are today is a consequence of the choice that you made yesterday. Uh, We're in New York City right now. We're working at the King's College. We're doing this podcast on leadership and character development because of choices that we have made along the way. We chose four years ago to move to New York City. Um, We're on staff at this college because of choices that we make that brought us there. Um, We are doing this podcast on leadership and character development because these are things that we're passionate about, that we want to share with the world, um, and because 
five years ago, we started working for someone uh, who was encouraging us to be intentional about leadership. Um, and so every small step that we take along the path actually does push and move you forward um, so that you are always getting closer to your there. You just have to be intentional about making sure that you are um staying true to that, to the course, staying true to that path and stewarding it as best as possible because the choices that you make today are going to determine the path that you're on tomorrow and the next day and the next year. I would, that that's really well said. I would go even further to say that not only are your choices affecting your trajectory and all of these things, I think the very core of who you are as a person is your choice your choice is. Hmm. And maybe another way of saying it is this. You are the creative force in your life. There are going to be institutions and relationships and organizations, other people that make life difficult for you, just like there's some who are going to make life a little bit easier for you. But at the end of the day, you are the one that has to decide, am I going to get out of bed in the morning? What am I going to wear to work? How am I going to love the people around me? What am I going to do with my time? How is my attitude going to be about this issue or this relationship or this sort of thing? And so as Kylie's talking about it in terms of this being the bones of their hair path, if you want to move towards a more productive, healthy life, the secret to that is within your own ability to choose. And so throughout this season, we're going to unpack the nuts and bolts of choice and all of these complexities that we've hinted at a little bit. But that's the starting point, is that your choices are powerful enough to change your life. They're the single greatest thing that can change your life. Not just the trajectory of where you're going to be in the future, but how you feel today and what your, what your character is today. And so that's the real, I think, heart of what we're trying to say here is that your choices are powerful because you are the choices that you make. Yeah, we talked about um, the three things that you can control in the last season. And one of the three things that you can control is your choices, um, how you interact with the world. And you get to steward those and nobody else does. And so unless we are intentional about that, um, we are constantly going to be walking around as victims to the choices of other people who are around us. So we have to recognize that there is power in our choices. There is power in the things that we do. Um and we just have to try. Um, I think we're so scared of messing up, of making the wrong choice. But at the end of the day, as long as we are recognizing that even if we do make a poor choice, even if we do make a wrong choice, um, we can learn from those things and we can continue to move forward. There's always opportunity, whether it is the best choice possible or it's a choice that has um, had a negative impact in some way. We always get to choose to view the consequences of our choices as an opportunity to learn, to grow, and to be better. There is no perfect formula to making choices in this life. Um, we just have to try to do it as best as possible, uh, stewarding it as well as we can, and being intentional about recognizing that we are on a path towards something that is bigger than ourselves. Yeah. I mean, as we mentioned before, there's a million choices that you're making every single day. And some of them you're making without even 
being aware that you make them and, and that can be scary and overwhelming and and a lot of times we make wrong choices and we've got to try to recover from that and a lot of the times we're overwhelmed by choices and we feel just kind of frozen or um, shackled by just the sheer opportunities, uh, the sheer options in front of us. But if you'll notice, when we talk about the three things you can control, we talk about whom you trust, uh, your attitude or your perspective, and your choices or, your, or the actions that you take. In reality, all three of those things are your choice. All three of those things are a choice that you make. And so in the midst of the complexity, in the midst of the difficulties, in the midst of the weightiness, the real power behind choice is that it's an opportunity for you to be that creative force in your own life, for you to take ownership of what you can control. Everything else that happens around you is significant. We don't want to be dismissive of that. But in some ways, it's all a setting. It's all a, uh, I'm thinking of like a a high school play where they put like, they draw things on cardboard and put up like little castles or, you know, trees that somebody's standing behind that kind of wiggle. These like inanimate objects that are the, the like setting for the play. And then the character comes out and, and the character is really the thing that brings life to it. And you know, the inanimate objects in the back that might represent a tree or a house or a dragon or something, they're just like setting. They're just like kind of decoration for uh, for the character to come out and make him or herself known and live out the story that, that they have in front of them. When I was in high school, the first theater performance I ever did was kind of this like one-man monologue where I walked out by myself. So I'm the only one out there with all these like cardboard decorations dancing behind me giving this like monologue. And in some sense, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But in some sense, that's what we're talking about in terms of you being the creative force in your life. The things that are around you are important. They bring some shape and some structure and put some limits on you and all those sorts of things. And some of that we need to mourn and lament and fight against for sure. But the way we lament and mourn and fight against it, just like the way we celebrate and uh, make progress, is by taking ownership of those places where we can make a choice and where the opportunity to make a choice has presented itself. And so I agree with what Kylie's saying. We're going to unpack throughout this season some of the complexities, talk through some things. How do we make better choices? How do we think about our choices in a in a more healthy way? But we want to say this throughout the entire season, and we want it to be kind of the highlight of this first episode. The key is to trying. Nobody makes perfect choices throughout the course of their life. We're going to you know, make mistakes. Um, we're going to have to lean into some uncertainty. Kylie mentioned at the very beginning of this episode fear and how that can hold us back. I think we really need to lean into fear a little bit and say it's scary to kind of open that pen's doors box of making choices and dealing with consequences. But that's something that we need to lean in, into because you don't overcome fear by avoiding it. You overcome fear uh, by being bold in the face of it. And so we've got to figure out how to have the courage to make choices. What are the things that we can put in place that will bring some intention to our decision-making process so that we can move towards the, the direction of our vision, towards the direction of our there, uh, to the places that we really want to go as individuals, uh, as organizations, and in our relationships. 
Thanks for listening, guys. We are going to talk in the next episode about the prevalence of choices. Um, They are everywhere. How do we um, discern what they are and how do we um, make them effectively? Thank you for listening to the Crossroad Podcast. The world is out there waiting for you to become the best leader you can possibly be. We hope our conversations have helped. For more, please visit our website, thecrossroad.net.